Welcome to the Life Unlimited Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice so you can confidently live your life your way for life. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to Life Unlimited with Larry Heller from Heller Wealth Management. With Larry, I'm Eric, his producer. I'm here to learn along with you, the audience. Larry, how are you? I'm doing terrific today, Eric. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I met the gentleman that's sitting next to you. If you're listening to this on the podcast channel, that's great. But these are also on YouTube. So if you want to see Larry and his guests, you can please go over there and you can watch it there. But today you've brought in Matthew Taus, CPA. And Matthew began his career with KPMG performing audits of large multinational companies before transitioning to financial and tax planning for a diversified group of mid-sized businesses and individuals focusing on advising high wealth clients in the areas of trust, estate and gift tax planning, real estate and international tax matters. Matthew is an executive board member of the National Conference of CPA Practitioners and the Estate Planning Council, member of the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, Financial Planning Association, and New York State Society of CPAs, and regularly speaks and writes on tax matters for organizations and publications. What a bio, Matt. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so, well, that's Larry. Thank you, Larry, for bringing him in. Uh, my pleasure. We're going to talk about a lot of interesting things today. All right. Uh, thanks, Eric. Today, we're going to talk about year-end planning steps to take so you can save money on your taxes, whether you're a corporation or a business. We're going to, we're going to touch on some of them. Thanks, Matt, for joining me today. How is the rest of the uh, fourth tax season this year? Uh -huh. It's never, uh, never ending. So it's just as glamorous as the first, <laughs> but uh, doing well. So let's get, let's jump right in, right into it so we can help our audience implement some of these strategies. So sure. let's start with businesses. So what are some of the year end tax planning tips and strategies that businesses can take? So right now it's an interesting time because there's a lot available to businesses than had been prior thanks to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which has been around for a few years now. But some of these things I'm still seeing people not taking full advantage of. Uh, one of those things is going to be the qualified business income deduction. And this is something that is basically a 20% haircut on the tax attributable to your net business income. And that's going to be available for all types of businesses, except for a select few that get a little bit less of a benefit, but you're still able to utilize this 20% deduction to the extent that you have wages being paid or you have property. And this was done purposely to make sure that real estate businesses were not excluded. It's an important deduction, and I still see a lot of businesses that weren't uh, doing it when you know when they come. So, how do you qualify for that deduction? Simply just by being a a business, and you know, as far as the income you have, once you are over certain thresholds that get adjusted each year, right now it's going to be roughly, let's say, half a million dollars for you know many people. You are able to qualify even if you are what is called a specified service trader business. These are things like your accounting practices for one, you and I mm -hmm. fall into that category. You have some healthcare professional lawyers, attorneys fall into that category. You know, those are people won't get to take advantage. Let's say if you're over that half a million, those are the people that are sort of capped there, but everyone else, you're going to get advantage of doing this. Even if you are over those thresholds, again, as long as you have wages and property. Right. So that's a big deduction if you forget to take it. A huge deduction. Yeah. 20%. And I meet with a lot of people that still, you know, new clients that hadn't been doing that in the past. Wow. What about another one, Matt? 
another one that now, so in the wake of all the uh, COVID, uh, let's say, benefits that have come out of the government, one of the common ones is the employee retention credit. This really didn't get a lot of publicity when it first came out, because the way the rules were originally is you couldn't take the employee retention credit if you also took the PPP money, which everybody took. So a lot of people said, well, I'm going to take that PPP money and I'm not going to, you know, for take this employee retention credit. I'm going to forego it. And that made sense for a lot of businesses then. However, um, once they changed the rules, everyone then went back and all of a sudden the uh, employee retention credit was in, in vogue and people were paying attention to it. So the issue that comes here is you see a lot of people who didn't take it then that now are first turning around and saying, well, I didn't take it. What could I do? Now is the time to go back. You're able to amend your payroll tax returns, actually, to take this credit. And it is a, a large credit. It's uh, for 2020 it's going to be equal to $10,000 of wages per employee for the year. And for 21, that's going to be 7,000 per quarter per employee. So we're talking very large numbers here. And again, it's something that comes on the payroll tax. So let's just clarify this. So if you didn't take your, or if you, you didn't take the PPP in tax year 2020, mm -hmm. you're suggesting or going to have clients go back, amend their returns for 2020, and now take the employee retention credit. Yep. And then in 2021, do the same thing. Is the is the credit still available in 2022? Uh, it is not. It's no longer available in 2022. And it's actually not available for the fourth quarter of 2021. It was supposed to be. And under some of the Biden tax provisions, the program got cut short with that quarter. But again, for 21, the threshold to qualify for this credit is far lower. Uh, than it was under 2020. See, in 2020, it was a little bit prohibitive mm -hmm. because you were able to do, based on a certain drop in receipts of 50%, pretty large number. The amount that you were able to take as a credit was based on the whole year, not based on a quarter. So you're going to see a lot more people are going to be looking back to 2021, mm -hmm. uh, more so than 2020, to see, hey, do I qualify on a quarter-to-quarter -quarter basis, evaluating those wages quarterly? And that's really when the dollars add up. So what happened for a lot of people is in the wave of everything going on during 2021, uh, the employee retention credit sort of fell behind, I found, for you know a lot of people. And a lot of people are first now looking to go back and amend to take advantage of the credit. So if you're a business owner out there and you didn't take PPP money, you should go and mention to your account to make sure and ask them, did you take the employee credit for 2020 and 2021? If they say no, then it's time to maybe time to, to call Matt or to look at a different account. Yeah. And even if they did. Or even, <clears throat> even if they did. And if they didn't also just ask your account about amending those two. Let's talk about the, uh, the pass-through entity tax mm. elections for a second. Because I think all New Yorkers, I think this is probably the one that sticks into uh, a, a lot of crows for a lot of people. But Yeah. Yeah. The, so the way the PPP and the retention credit, as I said, was uh, a big deal in uh, 21. Uh, this pass-through entity tax is turning into the big deal of uh, 2022 for tax planning. And this is New York states and a lot of the other states now in the country. Following Connecticut's lead here, a lot of them have developed their own way to circumvent this sole cap limitation that was imposed on everyone and was uh, so infinite. Just remind yeah. everybody what this, the, the, the cap limits was and what this sure. actually is doing. Sure. So what had happened here is one of the provisions that came through the 2018 Act and people in New York probably know this all too well at the moment, is that your state and local taxes, as far as a deduction on your personal return, 
it's capped at $10,000. That's a very low threshold when you live in a place like New York and you have property taxes for some people, maybe four times, you know, mm -hmm. as much. And that's, then you have your income tax to go with it. So that restriction of only being able to take a deduction for $10,000 had a lot of people unhappy. New York State was unhappy. Mm -hmm. And so this is their answer to get around that. So um, the last uh, thing we're going to talk about today is one one other topic on the business savings that you got for us. On the business savings, the additionally. Um, what do you mean? The tax savings in the business? Any other? Yeah. Well, the business? biggest one. So going back with the pass through entity tax, mm -hmm. that one is going to be so huge for people because if you didn't make the election, you're left out. You're not able to just do this. So one of the big things there is you have to make that election. It was originally due September 15th for this year. So that's something that you would have to do. Um, outside of that, we'll talk about something that's a little bit more, let's say, year to year in general. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be... Uh, making sure you take any of your expenses or your deductions mm. that you would normally take in the year come this later half of the year we're in november december time frame mm. this is when you should really be looking hey are there any expenses that i could do before the end of the year mm -hmm. to really cut down on my income maybe there are things that i need for the first quarter uh, as a business i want to load up on those deductions at the end of the year so that i could leverage them now instead of pushing it into january and then i have to wait a whole year to realize that mm. All right, so let's switch gears. And for those of you that are not business owners, I'll give you some tax planning steps for individuals to save money on your 2022 taxes. So why don't you start with the first one? Sure. So with one of the one of the first things to consider, and I would also consider this a year to year, is analyzing your positions if you're in the market. So people have brokerage accounts, they're investing. The market has been very volatile over the past uh, few years. And then you look at what's going on this year. And so one of the things that you're going to want to look to do is people should generally be doing is saying, what positions do I have where I could realize certain losses so that I can offset gains that I have for the year? And I would tell for people that say, well, at the moment, I have a lot of losses. It could even be smart to realize them depending on what's going on with the market, because after you wait for 30 days to exceed the wash sale period, as it's called, you can buy it back and effectively reset your basis. A little bit more of a sophisticated, you know, uh, strategy, but certainly worthwhile. Right. So I'm going to segue that right, right into. So for those of you who haven't seen our previous podcast, that was what we were talking about right here, what Matt's talking about. We have a podcast on tax loss harvesting because there are some rules like Matt was saying about wash sale rules. So go to our previous podcast and there's a checklist there that you can also download to help you with tax loss harvesting. So uh, so I totally agree with you on that. What are some other things that can be done? One of the things to do, and again, this is fundamental, but surprising how many people don't look at this, uh, retirement contributions. Uh, to the extent you can, that's an easy way to reduce the tax bill. If you're an employee, you know, you mentioned someone who doesn't have a business. These days, everyone's offering a 401k. Mm -hmm. That's something that you could do to reduce the tax bill. Uh, if you don't have uh, a plan at work, you could still set up an IRA as an mm -hmm. individual. If you say, well, I'm, you know, a spouse, I don't have income. Well, there's a spousal IRA, mm -hmm. you know, your spouse could uh, contribute for you and mm -hmm. you both get a deduction. So that's, again, an easy way uh, and a quick term without too much prohibitive attachments to it to be able to make some moves for, to yeah. help the tax. We, we just had a phone call with a, um, a attorney, a sole 
practicing attorney and wasn't aware of the rules of actually doing a solo 401k mm-hmm. and maximizing some more deductions they, they can in just an IRA. So, so it is critical that you look at those. And if you're in the position to save some real money, you may even want to look at a, you know, a cash balance of defined benefit plan sure. and run those numbers. And again, we're not going to go into how that works today. We'll have a separate podcast on that, but there, there's some ways to save significant, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars on taxes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And again, for your benefit. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, so give us a few others, Matt. What do you think other things that uh, someone can do? So some of the other things that someone can do is uh, in terms of saving again, because the way we look at it is you don't want to spend just to spend and cut on the taxes, right? You want something that's going to benefit you. The retirement plan, something else is education, right? So 529 plans. I'm a fan of for people who have children, you're saving for college. Mm-hmm. If you contribute to a 529 plan in your state, it's going to be 5000 per person. So it's 10000 between a married couple that you could get a New York state tax mm-hmm. deduction for. Uh, again, it's not that it's going to change your world with the tax savings, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you do get a little bit of a tax break on mm-hmm. it and you're doing something that is in line with your goal anyway, which is to save for college for children. You know, grandparents could set this up for grandchildren and so forth. But that's one that I find also often overlooked. That's something to consider before the end of the year. Right. Definitely overlooked a lot. And um, I know last year we brought on a new client that their children were already in college and they had never done a 529 plan. And we suggested, well, just put $10,000 in on December 31st and on January 2nd, send it off to the school for the upcoming bill and you're going to save a few dollars on your taxes. Yeah. So that's another little strategy. You don't even have to invest in it, but if you have a child in college and you haven't reached your max, uh, take advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. You can do that. And I've utilized that myself. Okay. Some other things before we finish up today, what are some other strategies that they can elect? So some of the other things, uh, and this one actually, I, it doesn't get a lot of press right now. I'm surprised, you know, that it doesn't is there's something called again on the New York side, there's what's called the small business modification. Now that's something that applies previously to people that were solo self-employed individuals. You had your schedule C for your business and you had an employee and your income was below about 250. Uh, under the new New York Budget Act, they are greatly expanding this credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, it was a small percentage of your income that the business had, roughly 5% would be a deduction on your New York State return. At the end of the day, maybe a few hundred bucks. Now, that's going to be 15% of your income as a New York deduction. And it is not just going to be for that Schedule C individual person who doesn't have uh, a foreign business as an individual. But if you, even if you have a pass-through business, they are now going to allow you to qualify. As long, and there's a few requirements to it, but as long as everyone has less than again that 250. But at 15 percent, you're talking about thousands of dollars for each person. So is this something that's on your individual tax return or on the business on the individual tax? Return? Yep. And this uh, actually came out new under the New York Budget Act. So it'll be interesting to see how they implement it now that it's going to apply to pass-through businesses. But the way it is currently, this is on your individual uh, income tax return. On your New York return, you take it as a subtraction. Okay. So one more suggestion do you have for the audience today? Well, one of the big takeaways in the suggestion is to, when you look at doing tax planning and you're looking to invest to take these deductions, is to not just think of it as, 
I am doing this because I want to lower my tax bill. Because at the end of the day, the goal is really not just to lower your tax, but to net the most amount of cash in your pocket, right? So you want to make sure, hey, if uh, it's the end of the year, I'm just going to buy a few trucks. Mm -hmm. Do you need it? You know, mm -hmm. is it going to pump it? Does it make sense? Because otherwise, although you saved on taxes, you're still out of pocket for that money. So you want to make sure that what you are doing is not only going to reduce your tax bill, but it's in line with your goals and your strategies. And it makes sense overall. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to throw one more out there because it's kind yeah. of in my in my field that, sure. that people should know about. Yeah. And we actually may be paying more in taxes this year. So you may say, why would I do that? Uh, it's really what we say is Roth conversions. So uh, so you don't want to just tax plan for your current year. You want a tax plan for future years. So if you happen to be in a low tax bracket this year, or you have a lot of business owner and you have a lot of losses, so you're going to show no income this year, you may want to convert some of your qualified, your IRA, your 401k money into a Roth because later on when you're 72 and you have to withdraw it, you may be in a much higher tax bracket. So that's my one tax savings that I'm going to bring in. Today. No, it's, it, it's a great tip. And a lot of that was done also, depending if there's business losses and such. Some people, you might have NOLs. It's a great time to do that conversion to a Roth. Get that advantage. You'll be in a low tax bracket or no tax and be able to do that for the account. It makes total sense. Yep. And I think we have an old old one, Eric. I think we did a podcast on the Roth conversion. Maybe it's time to do another one, uh, another one again. Any other final last words for our audience today, Matt? No, I think, you know, we covered a good amount of ground. It's really to pay attention to as you go into the end of the year, what you could do, be proactive about it, because once the year is over, you cannot go back and say woulda, shoulda, and and pay attention to the situation and make sure it's all in line with your overall plan. Yes. And take the time. And uh, for those of you that uh, still meet people that are doing their own taxes, sometimes they don't understand how much money they can save by working with the right accountant net of what their fee is so thank you matt for joining us today that was great hope everyone enjoyed and, and learned a few items about saving some money in your taxes matt if they want someone wants to reach you is the best way of getting a hold of you best way is to either call or email me at 516-364-8888 uh, while Manny resnick or you could email me at mtaus w, uh, at wmrcpa.com. Well, Matt, thank you so much for being here as well. I'll echo what Larry said and add my two cents. I'm the guy that could always justify needing some new trucks. Just letting you know, you know, if, if, if I'm going to get something, it, you and know, I don't that, know if it's that tax one was on my not, mind but... because I literally had someone yesterday that I had that conversation with. He said, well, my tax bill is going to be crazy this year. I could buy three new trucks. He does painting in the city. And I said, Okay, you need three new trucks? He said, well, no. But I, I go, then we should not buy them. <laughs> what about a boat? Oh, no, okay. Uh, That's just another one. <laughs> anyway, Matt, again, thank you so much. Larry, thank you so much. And, and again, I would love to do another Roth conversion. I always learn from you when you do this stuff. If folks are you know, looking at their overall plan, I know that we've talked about taxes. You've talked about strategies before. Um, if they want to reach out to you, can you give them your contact info also? Sure. They can go right to our website at HelloWealthManagement.com or they can give the office a call at 631-248-3600. Perfect. Our last thank you always goes to you, listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Life Unlimited podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And if you're watching this on YouTube, we'd appreciate a like and a follow as there as well. We humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it and leave a review as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for watching today. For everyone at Health, Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.